If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics. How they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased to exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now your hosts, Mark and Mike. Yo, 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 you good-looking heifer-lump, heifer you, what's happening? <laughs> How you doing this evening, sir? You sound pretty chipper. Well, I've been trying to get my voice ready. All right. I, I'm going to t- call Dana, you know, I'm a stockholder at Endeavor, who owns UFC and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I have decided I'm going to write Mr. White a, a note a letter and tell him that as a stockholder i want to be the one that says let's get ready to rumble when elon (laughs) musk whoops zuckerberg's ass you know there are that will be the highest grossing cage match in history i think i don't think it would just be the highest grossing cage match i think it would be the highest grossing pay-per-view ever yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think it would be intriguing. Now, my question is, are they actually going to go through with it? Now, I mean, again, they had, uh, what's his name, Tyrese, it's always on the, uh, the Gutfeld show, was on there talking about uh, he was going to train Musk and all of that stuff. And well, I mean, both these guys do have a martial arts background. So, I mean, it's yeah. not... The only, I would say the only advantage I see would probably be going toward Mark Zuckerberg for the fact that he's just 20 years younger. Yeah, but he's like 5'8", and Musk is like 6'1". Oh, so he's part of the Lollipop Guild. Yeah, and he weighs like a buck 75, buck 80, and, uh, and uh, you know, musk is like two and a quarter well and at so. least elon actually had a hand in everything he made it and zuckerberg right. the one that uh actually claimed credit for shit other people did kind of like steve jobs i'm not certain about all of that like in winkle um, lost people then winkle lost twins yeah, the winkle boss twins i mean again it's one of those i i really you know the, the 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 I don't have a problem so much with Zuckerberg about how he came to be. You know how how Facebook came to be. That ain't any of my business and that kind of stuff. That that's kind of what, in my opinion, they teach is what I would consider questionable ethics. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm not worth billions of dollars, uh, among other things. Um, but you know, the, the, I have other reasons why I'm not worth billions of dollars. (laughs) I understand me too. But, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a multitude of, of reasons. Uh, Mine's cause I like to spend. Well, mine was partly because of raising three kids as a single parent. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that was, uh, 
children are expensive little buggers. Baby puppy Especially dogs are too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah, no, the uh, I, I don't really. That's not really my concern as much as his radical woke agenda and willingness to be a card carrying shill for the uh, for for the for for, for pure evil. You know, I don't even really consider the Democrats to be a party. They're they're really more of a crime syndicate, in my opinion. And the Republicans are no better. They're they're a part of it. You know, I don't know if they're really well. E- even if they're not a part of it, they just don't do anything except run their mouths when it comes time. I, I heard somebody make a comment the other day that uh, the problem is that by the time they get to that level as politicians. They've all got so much dirt on each other that it's kind of a mutually assured destruction pact. That if they, you know, if one person blows the whistle on anybody, then they kind of all go down in mass. Which is kind of interesting with the whole thing about Adam Schiff being censured. You know, which is a, it, it's it's a relatively big deal and it's kind of one of those things that's really about as far as they can go without you know doing something that uh that 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 negates the votes of the constituents that put that person in office so it's kind of a slippery slope but again a lot of the stuff that he did really truly flies into or falls into the category of treason mm-hmm. and providing aid and comfort well, to the know, enemy if in you violation really of his oath of Congress. Was, with censure, if you really want censure to stick, it has to be mm-hmm. done at the state level. And I'm going to tell you why. Because recently here in North Carolina, uh, the North Carolina uh, Republican Party met mm-hmm. and voted to censure censure. Tom Tillis, who is the current mm-hmm, mm-hmm. senator, one of the current senators from the state of North right. Carolina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with that, he can no longer run as a Republican on any ballot. So if he runs for re-election, it will be, have to be as an independent and not as mm-hmm. a Republican. Well, and again, <clears throat> that's the, 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 the design. We've said it many times. That was the way the Constitution was designed, which is why we need to just stop messing around with all this federal nonsense and get control at the state level and, you know, get some state level politicians that have some backbone, you know, that's my opinion, you know, for whatever it's worth. So, well, you know, one thing I will say this for a while now, the North Carolina legislature really does not have a problem doing what they want to do. And they really, you know, no matter what, because the governor is a Democrat, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but he's actually been made irrelevant because they have supposed to be, well, they have super majority so they can override his veto and do whatever they want to anyway. So, well, and, and again, that's the design of our government at every level is that the executive branch is really not supposed to be the most powerful branch. You know, the, they're not supposed to be able to use the power of the pen. The legislature is supposed to create the marching orders and go, all right, this is what we have decided because this is what our constituents have told us they want us to do. And you 
go get it done. And so that's the whole thing. I was listening to one of the things about uh, that I was listening to today had a uh, was talking about what the uh, presidents have done and why our government operates the way it is. And we've all heard the term the deep state. So mm -hmm. what they tend to do is when they get into office, they hire and appoint loyalists to the party as you know hard as they can go. And apparently the one of the most effective people at doing that was uh, Barack Obama, President Obama, 44. So he Who was the most successful. Also at claimed that the he was not born in the United States and was born in Kenya. Yeah. Again, it's all history, and there's nothing we can do about the past. And they're not going to hold anybody accountable, as in as is plainly seen in the uh, verdict uh, uh, against Hunter Biden. Uh, but apparently, again, that's where the deep state is coming from. Because when you're the executive, uh, and at the you know the, the the leader of the executive branch, i.e., the governor uh, or the president or you know what have you, all of these people are supposed to step and fetch based on the orders you give them. Because you're getting your orders from the legislature. The legislature's making the laws. You're putting the laws into practice. And mm -hmm. you're supposed to be the, uh, you know, the, the CEO, the general manager, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so having a loyalist that says, well, no, I'm not going to do that, that ain't supposed to happen. Right. You know, you're supposed to, it's supposed to be, okay, you know, I, you, you, you said jump, my response is how high. Now, you know, again, their claim was that what he was doing was treasonous and damaging to uh, the, 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 uh, population in the United States. I don't, I don't know about you, but man, my 401k looked significantly better when we were energy independent and gas only cost, uh, you know, a, you know, what a buck 75 to two bucks a gallon. Almost and, definitely. Uh, yeah. And, and again, a rising tide raises all ships. So if we go back to the rising tide philosophy, this is one of the things, again, it's, it's, it's one of the things, you know, in my background I learned is um, that, you know, you can't take care of anybody else until you take care of yourself. And what we've got is our nation is claiming that they are taking care of a whole bunch of other people outside the U.S., and, of course, we see that with the illegal immigrants. But they're not taking care of the U.S. citizens. I mean, again, the, the first thing that struck me when I saw images of Ukraine, when the uh, Ukraine-Russian war started, the first thing that hit me was, doggone, their roads look a whole lot better than mine do. Why are mm -hmm. we sending them money? Exactly. Okay. I want my roads to look like that. And then the other thing, again, is is that we, we've got, you know, we've got, homeless veterans we've got you know homeless people with mental illnesses and drug addiction problems etc 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 and these are citizens of the united states so we shouldn't be bringing a whole bunch of people into this country and sending a bunch of our taxpayer dollars out of this country until we've dealt with and addressed those issues but those issues are going to be expensive 
and difficult, and the people that we have in the federal government aren't really very bright. They're really good at covering their butts and lying and, you know, with a straight face and taking care of each other, uh, but they're really not very smart uh, for the most part. Now, there are some of them that I'm impressed with. Um, Kennedy out of Louisiana is one. Um, He's funny. Um, yeah, I love him to death. He is uh, he is a very very he's he's very clear, but he's also very concise and mm-hmm. and chooses his words very carefully. Um, and then um, oh, his name escapes me. The fella out of West Virginia, Mansion Joe Mansion. Um, I find him uh, to be very very. Um, he he comes across as being very very thoughtful uh, individual. He comes across as being very thoughtful, but I don't think he has much chance of getting reelected in West Virginia. I think they've well, had enough of him. And that's entirely possible. The problem is if they elect another Democrat, God help us. Oh, uh, actually, West Virginia is actually a pretty red state. I understand that. I've got a lot of friends that live there, actually. But again, they got, you know, he wound up being elected as a Democrat anyway. So you just never know. Well, that's things are because he's been there forever, too. That could be true. That could be true. I, I don't. I don't really have any insight on. Well, what do you think about the people that aren't really part of the deep state that are like the ticks hanging off the other oh, yeah. members that are part of the deep state, <laughs> like the first well, crackhead? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna read. You you, let me let me read you a text message that's been me, released. Boss. Now and tell me because you know I believe it was the Mr. Joseph R. Biden. Mm-hmm. specifically said he has never had anything to do or talk to Hunter about any of his business dealings or been around when he was doing business dealings. Is that not what he right. said? He has said that multiple times on television. I have heard those words come out of his mouth with the, a and reporter that sticking was, a microphone And that was back face. when he could act, when he was at, he actually strung that sentence together, which is unusual for him because normally yeah. the daughter and old fool can't even put two words together. Very true. Here's one of the text messages that the IRS whistleblower has leaked. Okay. That's a WhatsApp message. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is Hunter Biden tapping, typing to uh, Henry Zhao, 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 however you say that. Yeah. Who okay. uh, is a Communist Party official in China. Okay. Huh? I am sitting here with my father. And we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight. And see if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to have forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like them damn Bidens is as crooked as a dog's hind leg and they'd be taken out behind the woodshed and have the shit beat out of them. Well, I definitely agree, um, but I think they're far more crooked than a dog hunt, dog's hind leg. I mean, and again, you know, looking for looking for a crooked man in Washington D.C. is probably the easiest scavenger hunt you will ever attempt in your life. In my personal opinion, I have very little 
um, I have very little respect for those folks. Now, I, I'm I all, I'll feel, tell you this: you, with your little respect, you probably have more than I do because I wouldn't piss on either one of them if they were on fire. Oh no, I agree. Now, in 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 their defense, I will say. I think that's one of the things, and again, this is why our founding fathers, in their in you know in their wisdom, did not create a elected monarchy, or that was not their intent. It took years of people messing with the system before that became what it is today. Today, right, right. But the 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 point being that I, I think that it would be it would be difficult for anyone who climbed to that level of fame and fortune and prestige to stay uncorrupted. I think it would be very difficult to do. And then once they get corrupted, then they're, they, you know, they've already reached a point where they've got sufficient power that they really don't want to give that power up. And, and so I think therein is the problem. And one of the primary reasons that we need term limits on every office in the government. And I don't think it all should be term limits. I think there all should be age limits on it as well. I agree to an extent with that. Now, again, now, I if you're still, 80 years old and you can still add two plus two, maybe. Right. Because this fool we got now, he's an idiot. Oh, no, no, absolutely. And again, I've seen it go both directions. Um, I have family members that had um, senile dementia, mm-hmm. and oh, uh, I, and and I have had, as well. Yeah, and I've had family members that were sharp as a tack throughout their entire life, and they just one day, you know, checked out. So, they, they, so. They, but let's let's think about this. So now they sure. have they have gave a sweetheart deal. Oh yeah, to him. Mm. When it's evident that the IRS really wanted to charge him with, like, I think nine or ten more actual felonies and not this misdemeanor garbage. Mm. Mm. And you're telling me that Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, doesn't know anything about it? Well, of course, Merrick Garland didn't know anything about the FBI targeting parents that were going to the student council, or it's not student council, but um, 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 county council meetings and talking to the school board, school board meetings. Right. Well, this is also and, and, the same man that thought that reasonable. it was reasonable to send 30 armed SWAT officers to storm right. a preacher's house that was right. protesting against abortion. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. There, we better again, be thankful that mm-hmm. they didn't put this jackass on the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I mean, he was completely and totally not qualified. And to be honest with you, I don't think he's qualified for the position he's in now. Well, no, he's not, but he's a partisan hack, just like uh, Eric Holder was. And again, that's the that's the point. These are loyalists. It's not, it has, they, 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 they don't care about, the truth they care about their ideology their ideologues and well i will say this though you know when joe biden says he's never talked to hunter about his business dealings Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because the man's probably can't remember he probably yeah i was gonna say he probably can't remember what from one shitting in his drawers to the next of what went on no i i agree i mean it's very 
having seen the uh, signs of senile dementia. Uh, but do you once, know what? I'm, I recognize them very clearly. What I find really funny is, mm-hmm. do you know what um, his uh, attorneys justified all this by? Oh, please tell me. Do tell. This was when he was suffering from addiction. Okie dokie. Um, and we are certain that that is no longer the case. And again, that's a thing. All right, so here's the point. Again, and I say this all the time. The laws need to apply equally and fairly. Now, equally doesn't mean... So again, if I, if I get busted for speeding, I get a, you know, let, let's just say I'm in Virginia. Virginia's got uh, those, uh, what is it, it's $2,000 fine if they catch you speeding mm-hmm. on the interstate. Well, it's by like airplane. That. Right. But regardless, they catch you and, and the fine is like $2,000. Now, if you're a common laborer, that's going to ruin you. Oh, yeah. for, I mean, you're done. Okay, but if you are a CEO of a bank or whatever, you're making, you're dropping, you're knocking back somewhere between two hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollars a year. That's a drop in a bucket. Now, and this this really upsets the wealthy when you say this, but uh, you should it it if the fine is going to be two thousand dollars for somebody that makes uh, you know eight dollars an hour, then that fine needs to be an you know proportionate. To the person that's knocking down 400k, it really does, and it needs to put them in the same bucket because then, you know, because what you're saying again when you have it's just a fine and that fine is not equally uh, detrimental to everyone, then what you're saying is, well, this is legal for a price. If you make enough money, then you can speed all you want. Okay, and that's 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 wrong. That's not what laws are supposed to do. Because as I've said many times before, unchecked behavior escalates. If you want to stop the behavior of speeding, and you level a two thousand dollar fine on everybody that's making under a hundred thousand dollars a year, and that fine increases exponentially after the hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, in commensurate to the uh, you know. So I mean, if it goes up to eight ten thousand. Twenty thousand dollars when you're when you're making in the two hundred plus k range, mm-hmm. then you know that'll get you attention. You know, I and, still, and, you know, I'm, I'm still stuck on the first crackhead because I'm gonna tell you, this guy like went to Ivy League schools, and if his mm. intelligence is what it takes to get into Ivy League schools, we would have been fucking valedictorians. Well, yeah, the point of that is that you don't get into. I mean, there's the, the, there's the, the admission process is, you know, first off, are you from a family with money that's donated a whole bunch to this edu- you know, this institution over time? And if the answer is yes, then you're in. Uh, and then after that, it is based on your level of victimhood, um, as I understand it. And then at the bottom of the barrel, they do tend to still bring in the, uh, the, the brilliant minds that they can get to come to, uh, the school under those circumstances. And it works out well for them. I mean, but that's all of the Ivy league schools from what I understand. That's, you know, Brown, that's Harvard, it's Yale, you know, it's Stanford, all of those guys. That's my understanding and I don't have any 
uh, reason to believe that that's not the case. So again, that's kind of the world that we—that's kind of the world that we have allowed to be engineered around us, which is sad. It's very sad. But I agree with you about the first crackhead. I think it's absolutely absurd that anybody outside of him would have done between five and thirty years. If it of was jail anybody time. outside of him. We right. would not be talking about this now because it would have been handled when the laptop came to light exactly. in the first place. But with this said, according to what I have read, none of the stuff that is being released or uh, brought forth that the IRS whistleblowers are bringing forth, hmm. not, very little of it, if any, came from the laptop. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, this came from the IRS and an IRS investigation that has been stymied and slow rolled and blocked at every possible turn. And, you know, again, this is, I know, mean, if they I ever a, hear there is a video on there of him sitting there smoking crack yeah. while arguing with his girlfriend's brother's former wife that died or form, yeah. you know, his brother died. The brother that died, yeah. And he's dating his wife, and his right. his father thinks his son died in Iraq. Give me yeah. a break. The man died of brain cancer. It's unfortunate he died, but he did not die in the military. So don't even well, start claiming that bullshit. Well, I mean, if you want to, God, I'm going to have to put a a uh, one of them check marks on this. This is explicit language lesson. Uh oh. Now I got Ooh, my you, dander's though, up. I can tell. And that uh you know again the point being if you're trying to catch Joe Biden in a lie, I mean that's a long list. Again, that's a very Well, I mean very his mouth's easy, moving, you know he's lying. Yeah. It's a very easy thing. I mean the man he claimed to have graduated valedictorian. Of course, there's all these stories about corn pop and people rubbing the hair on his legs. Well, my favorite one yeah. is it's the 50s. Yeah. And he's young or the 40s or in his case, mm -hmm. as old as he is, it might be the 19 aughts. Yeah. To where he was, they was getting out of the vehicle downtown and they saw two men kissing right. and his daddy said, Joey, that's just love. Right. Exactly. And I'm going to tell you one thing. If a man in the 19 aughts said that to his son, he was just loving on his son. Yeah. Because that was not going to happen. Yeah, that was not acceptable in any form or fashion in that day and age. So you are 100% correct. But, uh, you know, again, the, the man's lies about meeting Nelson Mandela and being arrested. I mean, he was responsible. He was at the forefront. He was, he was the legitimate Forrest Gump. He was absolutely at the beginning in the forefront one of the heavy hitters in every important movement to his party to hear him tell a story. Hey, now, the, the, only, the only person that would be greater than him in his mind if you listen to his stories would be Jesus Christ. I don't think he would agree with that. I think he would think he was better, honestly. Well, but you're probably not wrong. I'm just, I'm baffled by it. it I don't understand how... We go from, and like Barack Obama's famous saying, do not underestimate Joe Biden's ability to fuck something up. No, absolutely. Yeah. We come from a guy that's laughed out of two presidential elections because he's a plagiarist. Mm-hmm. 
He has never. He is a racist. If you go back mm-hmm. and listen to what he said on the Senate floor and the bills that he's passed, yep. it's painfully clear who the racist is. Oh, absolutely, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And he wants to lecture and chastise others for their beliefs. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to lose some followers here. If we lose followers, listeners at this point, you know, I really don't care. The thing is this, whether you want to believe it or not, the Democrat Party was the party of the Ku Klux Klan. It was the party of Jim Crow, and it Mm -hmm. was the party of the lynching and everything else. And Mm -hmm. the great swap and the whitewashing and the amnesia of history isn't Mm -hmm. going to do anything but cause you to be doomed to repeat it. Well, right. Now, and of course, you also left out uh, Lyndon Johnson's famous uh, speech where he said, if we give the N-word the right to vote, we will have never have vote. to fight for... Yeah, we'll well, they'll have, have on voting for Democrat for the next 200 years. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, I mean, again, it's, it's just fact. And all, I mean, the Dixiecrats, uh, and of course, Strom Thurmond was a Dixiecrat. Then he supposedly saw the light and changed over to the Republicans after George McGovern got shot. shot. Uh, you know, but again, they were the they were the ones that were the segregationists. They were absolutely hardcore that that mixing the races was the wrong thing. You know, but again, and 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 I was a child shortly after this happened so this mm-hmm. was still stuff that was talked about in the news cycle and i remember it and as a child i had uh, friends who had family members that were in the ku klux klan okay okay so but it's again that was at right at the turn of the 60s and 70s and the world has changed drastically since that point you know, and and a lot of it was changed for the good. Okay, I will admit that freely. That I think that people should be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And I think most people do. You know, but well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be truthfully honest with you. I was born and sure. raised in the South. Yes, sir. So was I. Mm-hmm. And I'm fifty plus years old now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give an exact number because that would be telling. Mm-hmm. But I think in my lifetime, somebody that was actually like a diehard racist, mm-hmm. I can count on one hand how many times I actually met somebody that was a diehard racist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, same here. Mm-hmm. But yet we are painted with a generalization that because we're from the South and we're white, mm-hmm. that we're racist. Well, you know, I find that funny because, first of all, we're the only kind of people that it's okay in this country to discriminate against. No, absolutely. Yeah. But again, then the other thing is we're also depicted as being stupid um, in, in most movies. Well, I'm going to say this though, if being Mm -hmm. intelligent is acting like the fools in California or the fools in New York, I'll pick stupid every day of the week. Oh, I am right there with you. Cause stupid is as stupid does. And 
Yep, absolutely. Great Forrest Gump reference. Thanks for pulling that out. I love Forrest Gump. <laughs> I, I will say this. I think the book is a lot better than the movie. <laughs> the movie is amazing, well, but I love yeah. the book a lot more. Well, and, and that's typically the case. If oh, but wait, book, wait a minute. We're not supposed to say that because we're stupid in the South. We don't know how to read. Well, uh, that's, that's right. Now, yeah, if you if you read the book before you see the movie, you'll always hate the movie. If you see the movie before you read the book, most of the time you'll hate the book. Well, but, now, see, I don't hate either one experience. of them. I like them. It's just this. I well, wish they I would have. Hate. I wish yeah. they would have ta- made the movie more like the book. I I know why they did not, and I'm yeah. not going to bring that up at this point in time. But I understand why they did it. But I do like what they did with the movie because just the little, and I, you know, I watch for the movie Forrest Gump now, probably you know every few months or so, and I pick up on something different. Mm-hmm. every time that I never noticed before with those little Easter eggs about how he, they've put him in with President Kennedy and President Johnson oh, yeah. and Nixon and all that. And it's just amazing how they got all of that in. But, you know, it's... I find it awfully funny mm-hmm. that they say that the Southerners are uneducated and unread to when it was a Southerner that wrote the Declaration of Independence and was the majority mm-hmm. penner of the Constitution. I agree completely. Yep. And there's, I mean, again, that's just been we have, uh, you know, that's that's what the that's what the left tends to do is they uh, demonize in popular culture uh, their political enemies, you know. And so, and and you know what? That's fine. Again, it was one of those things. I got, I got. Um, upset one time uh and of course then i calmed down and, and realized that well i got upset one time when i was reading a tweet by somebody that was considering moving down to the south but she mm-hmm. just didn't think she could handle the racism and stuff like that and at first it upset me and then i reminded myself that i had to choose to take offense and that it actually is a blessing that if these people think that low if they have that low of an opinion of the people that live here in the south please don't come here please stay wherever you are and because i'm certain that it's well, not as wonderful as it is well i say this i we i welcome anybody to come down here but mm-hmm. if you're going to move here because you don't like it there don't right. come down here and tell us how you did it there because right. the reason you came here was because you didn't like it there. Right. Exactly. And I'll tell Leave you something else. At home. Yeah. You know what gives me what else gives me the red ass? What's that? Damn Yankees trying to play Southerners in the damn movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they wouldn't allow you to do that if you were if 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 they if they wouldn't allow it to be done if they weren't white ang- white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Anybody can pretend to be a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, and that's okay. Yeah, but, but you can tell you know, they don't speak the language. The Southern language no, is a language of nuances, and you oh, just absolutely. moving down here from Yankee Land, with all mm-hmm. due respect, mm-hmm. you're too stupid to learn it. Yeah, it you have to be minute. born to speak like this. Well, to speak it fluently. I mean, it's like any language, you know. I mean, there's nuances in 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 every language. But yes, the the southern southern language is supposed to be colorful and full of little colloquialisms that you don't understand if you ain't from around here. 
Okay. And it's so. also the colloquialisms change based on where from around here you're at. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I kind of like it that way. I miss it. I, uh, I liked the, I liked the older South. I mean, it's one of those things that really upsets me when I go into Charlotte and I say, yes, ma'am to somebody, or I open a door for somebody and they get their knickers twisted. And it's like, I'm sorry. That's a sign of respect. Sorry that you don't choose to, to, to believe that it is, but it is a sign of respect. And that's the way I was raised and I ain't changing. Matter of fact, I dated a woman that was upset. She was actually, uh, she was a Latina actually. And she, uh, mm-hmm. got used to get upset with me. I would say yes, ma'am or no ma'am. And she'd get mad. And she's like, I'm not an old woman. And I'm like, it, I'm not, no, I didn't call you an old woman. I said, yes, ma'am. And that's a sign of respect. Now, the funny thing is that she was always calling me poppy. And I'm like, well, you call me poppy. Well, don't that mean daddy? Yeah. So same kind of thing. You know, you call me this. Seems like she may have an Oedipus complex. Well, exactly. I mean, again, it just. Oh, but wait, we're too stupid. We're not supposed to know who Oedipus is. We're not supposed to know who Oedipus is. Yeah. Poor old blind Oedipus. It just beats uh, anything I ever did see. And I'm just telling you, I'm just, I'm just beside myself. Well, I can hear that, my friend. And, you know, I've been, you know, one of my favorite podcasts Mm. is the Wittering Whitehalls. And I've said this, I think, a couple times before, but they are absolutely hilarious. All right. And they're a British couple. I think Michael Whitehall's in his 80s and Hillary Mm. is mid 50s late early 60s somewhere around there there's there's an age difference between them mm-hmm. uh, they have a son that's a famous comedian jack whitehall mm-hmm. and movie actor but michael was uh excuse I, if they if they hear this let me i don't want to be presumptive mr whitehall because <laughs> that was one of his pet peeves don't call him mate or anything other than Mr. Whitehall or Michael or something like that because he gets annoyed by that. Okay. They've had rants on episodes about that. But, you know, he puts things very succinctly and he doesn't mince a lot of words. And for this scenario where we're talking about the Yankees and all the people that think we're stupid and Mm -hmm. all this stuff... In the great words of my esteemed personage that I love to listen to, my, Michael Whitehall, fuck off. <laughs> How do you really feel about it, Mike? I just well, I, I, you know, <laughs> we, you don't hold back on me now. Yeah, you know, I used to work with this guy, right? He yeah. moves to North Carolina from New York. Mm-hmm. And I worked with him for a year and a half before he moved. Every day he came in, he talked about how stupid this was. He was tired of the conservatism in North Carolina. He was tired of this. Like, I had something, to, like, it was my fault that North Carolina is conservative. Well, it is. I just wanted to make sure <laughs> you knew that. Well, go ahead. I, I took yeah. note of it, so I know it now. Right. I, I, right. I did some mea culpas afterwards and killed a chicken and danced around naked with it four times so I'd be forgiven. All right. Well, but, uh, so By he, everybody but the chicken. That's right. 
So he's complaining that this is, you know, too conservative and all this stuff. So this idiot packs up mm. and moves. All right. Good. Well, I'm going to give you a choice. I'm going to give you a guess, one guess of where he moved to. Oh, Charlotte, Raleigh. No. no. I don't know. Hit he me. moved to Florida. Complaining well, about North Carolina being too many Republicans and conservatives, he moves to Florida in the midst well, of the red takeover. Yep. Yeah, now, again, the bottom line there is if you go much south of Orlando, you start heading north because that's where all the snowbirds move to. Well, that is true, but yeah, I mean, you've still the got Republicans won Miami Dade County. Yes. Now, and again, that's that's the Latin influence because you know the the you know very you know and these are broad brushstrokes, but uh, Latin uh, folks tend to be when when you know they're Catholic with a capital C. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matter of fact, they're a Catholic with a capital C A T H O L I C. Okay. They are mm-hmm. they are not playing, and you can't be a Christian and not be a conservative anymore. There was a time when it was really difficult to be a, you know, be a Christian or yeah, be a Christian and not be a liberal, but that time has passed. The liberals have gone so far over to the left that you, I mean, again, we've talked about this on a previous episode, you and I, in our politics, back in you know in in the 60s would have been considered kennedy democrats rather than right. republicans you know and you know because because of our viewpoints on segregation because of our viewpoints on separations of church and state and things of that nature um but at any rate it's it's the the, the point being that that but you still, you know, when you're around Tampa and places like that, they are very much decidedly, uh, it's it's very, very much a northern vibe more so than, I mean, right, you still right. get up, you get up into Opelika and, uh, and uh, Gainesville and places like that. You still got a pretty good handful of, of uh, Florida crackers wandering around, you know. And then up into the panhandle. Yeah, absolutely there too. Now, then again, also when when you get into the swamplands, then you've still got a uh, uh, the uh, um, um, and all I, I'm, all I all I get in my head is the Seminoles. Yeah, the Seminoles. Mm-hmm. So the only un completely unconquered Indian nation in the continental United blow, States. Blow blow Seminole wind. That's it. But I will say this. Mm-hmm. Don't cheer for them rascals in football, or you're going to be a cast-out heathen. That's exactly right. I agree. Go Gators. Absolutely Gator, Gator, Gator. But there you go. <laughs> of course, I don't know, though. I may be too, our politics may be too conservative to be Gators anymore. I don't know. Well, one of my favorite quotes is that if a young man is not liberal, then he has no heart. If an old man is not a conservative, then he has no brain. Yeah. Well, now wait a minute. I'm not old. Well, I mean, again, it just all depends on your perspective. At the time that I heard that, I was in my twenties. In my twenties, I would look at either one of us and go, "This of a guns are ancient." Yeah, that is true. I will say this. Mm -hmm. In all fairness, uh huh. I do tend to go to bed 
around 8.30. All right. Well, we are past your bedtime then, good sir. Well, that's only on the weekdays. Okay. All right. Well, I, I I'm living that. dangerously tonight. I might even have <laughs> me a mixed beverage. Woo. Goodness gracious. Yeah, no, but seriously, I get up on, during the week. I do go to bed early because I do get up at 4.30 every morning. Well, I understand. I, you know, I would have a mixed beverage, but I just used the last of the clear liquor that I have to wash some uh, casein that I just distilled from well, milk. Well, so. it's probably not going to be mixed. It's probably going to be a Seagram's. Well, there you go. Or a Mike's Hard right. Lemonade. Or Actually, my favorite one of them is the Blood Orange ones, but they only come out around Halloween, I think. You know, I and I like those hard lemonades. I like the hard ciders, mm-hmm. and I like the uh, and, and and you know, and I like the uh, the the um, old sparkling uh, like the the um, I don't want to call a brand name, but the it's basically sparkling water and vodka. Uh, oh, and then okay. I you know, and the, and the funny thing is, only recently did I did somebody tell me, yeah, that's a Zima. Now I remember Zimas way back in the day, and I remember. I remember Zima. Yeah, but nobody drank them because that hmm. was just, you know, that was just gay. Well, we if I, do I that, you know? did I tell you about the the warning that we're going to start attaching to our podcast? I don't know if I discussed it on the podcast with you or on the phone when we were doing some other discussions. Because if y'all I didn't don't. know it or not, we do talk outside of this, whatever this hell it is we're doing here. Political correctness. Yeah, well... Tooth the middle fingers up in the air to that horse shit. Well, my, this one's one of my definitely going to have the explicit language stamp on it because you know what? My dander's up and I just don't care. Well, I can tell. Well, here you, is the warning. All right, hit me. Warning Beware of Gen X. Mm-hmm. You have been warned. We are not responsible for your triggers, personal prosa- pronouns safe spaces or your generation's shitty music and that is true they have some of the most depressing music Good well it's horrible yeah well i you know i got a young guy that works for me and he's gonna be turning 24 coming Ooh. up uh next week and i've ordered him a spider-man birthday cake because spider-man's his favorite uh superhero more and good. I mean, I would have thought he's from the North because everybody knows Batman's be- the best superhero. <laughs> but, you know, there's no accounting for taste. So we're going to get That's him true. a birthday. But he is, uh, hell, I done forgot what the hell I was talking about now. Um, I have no, well, you had given the warning about. Uh, oh, we're talking about, about his music. Well, his you know, music. Yeah. yeah, he, I had to. We he I took him to lunch. He I took him to lunch with me the other day, and hmm. um, I was meeting some other people, and um, he was playing songs off his playlist to see if hmm. I knew him. Uh huh. And he's playing like White Wedding. Oh yeah. You know, uh, Interstate Love Song. You know, stuff like that. And I'm looking at him. and I'm like, this is all music from my generation. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then he said, and then he comes out playing some of his other stuff, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna tell you right now, mm-hmm. don't put that shit on in my car ever again." <laughs> yeah, just take your finger off the button, mm-hmm. stop it. 
No, I'm with you. Again, that's, I mean, again, if you think back into the music that came out in the 60s, the 70s, uh, you know, the beginning of the, the whole rock and roll revolution and whatnot, well, of course, that was the 50s, but I won't go into that. With But the music was upbeat, it was happy, it mm-hmm. had good messages, and then it's just descended into, Killing I got lots of money, I'm going to shoot a cop. Uh, you know, and I'm gonna go or, that thing. Yeah, or her wet ass pussy. Yeah, and I mean, it's just or something of that effect. Pardon my they, French, but you know. Yeah, but they used to have it was innuendo, like right. you know the 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 old uh, one of my favorites, of course, Aerosmith's Big Ten Inch, which you you know when I whip out my Big Ten Inch record of the band that plays the blues mm-hmm. okay you know or dude again, looks like a lady or something dude like that. looks like well dude looks like a lady was pretty explicit there was not much well, <laughs> i mean it was much, about uh, steven tyler i mean the dude looks like a lady well he does he does and he, he got some much. messed up toes i don't know about steven tyler's toes nor do i care to <laughs> but thank you for that picture <laughs> well <laughs> no <laughs> Evidently, all the you know the costumes and stuff they wore over the time and whatnot. But he got some gnarly toes. He was on uh, Oprah. And him and his gnarly toes. I don't want to know about. It. And Tyler's I think I think on Stephen Tyler's toes, we're just gonna leave it right there. <laughs> that's a good that's spot. <laughs> and that's the snout to the curly tail and everything in between. But wait a minute, we're not quite gone yet. And if you are offended. My deepest, sincerest apologies, but in the words of the great Michael Whitehall, fuck off. (laughs) You have a good evening, sir. And we gone. (laughs) You've been listening to the Carolina Underground. Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at CarolinaUNDGRND. Hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you've got questions or comments, send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com. Stay Gen X strong. See you next time on the Carolina Underground. <laughs>